you know. They're on a plane right now. I was going to say, I think they're headed to Europe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Folk Hogan's heading to Europe. They are. I was going to say, um, I listen to a couple of podcasts that have intro music, but they usually talk before the intro kicks in, and then a bunch of others that have some intro music like ours before they talk. And I don't know which I like more, because on the one hand, I feel like the conversation, like you're jarred into it when there's no intro music to start, and you're like, what did I miss? Because it just starts like in the middle of them talking. So with the intro music, you get like the, oh, I know I'm starting a show. The five second warning. I like the listening. I like the talking over the music, like at the end of whatever the intro music is. I listen to a couple like that. Yeah, we could do that if I could figure out, you know, more intelligent things to do if I was, (laughs) if I switched us to audition. I should really learn audition. I think that would be uh, helpful because audacity is great, but it's got some serious limitations. Like, for instance, we have a mixer capable of recording eight channels separately. They're all mixed as one channel. So I can't fix audio from one person. I have to fix it for everyone at the same time. So audacity thing. Yeah, it's just Audacity doesn't work with a, a driver that will handle all eight of those inputs gotcha. coming in from. So that also means like I can't plug in like a phone to the board and have uh-huh. the phone play into the board properly because it'll it just doesn't work well. So, but Audition should allow me to do a lot more um, sound wise. Uh, so I I may eventually learn it and, and for, do for it. year four. Yeah, for year four of the New Utah podcast, which is the podcast you are listening to if you've magically managed to stumble on this show uh, one way or another, uh, we'll tell you again who we are at the end. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now. Go ahead and and pause after I'm done saying this, Uh, and then I want you to, wherever you found this podcast on Twitter, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play, I don't fucking care, wherever you got it, go share or retweet that that place that you found our podcast with everyone that you know. If you're on SoundCloud, copy the link, go put it out on Facebook, go put it out on Twitter for us. That's really helpful. Go ahead and, and just pause. We'll, we'll wait with we'll you. We'll wait. And, and let you guys do that. Thanks, everybody. Can you can you do like we did last week with the eggs and just be like, Alexa, add the new Utah podcast to my streaming services. Like hey, that? Siri. Subscribe to the new Utah podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my phone started. Your phone did. Yeah, shut up. Oh, Siri. she can't recommend. She well, she didn't finish downloads. it. She didn't finish it. Um, Episode eight, 173, by the way. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, we don't do that very often. Um, We've gotten better. Yeah, ish. <laughs> it's okay. Um, we've been doing this for a long time, I think is the problem. <laughs> so we're three years in. Uh, we're, we're working on our fourth. Right? Or are we working we're, on a Yeah, we're, we're beyond three and a half. We're no. Yeah. Yeah. No. 52, well, 104. The end of October will be half. No. Yeah. Be a year and a half. Half. Three and a half. Because in October, this would have been, I was thinking about this the other day, this would have been our fourth Halloween Expo. But we've only done two because they didn't do a third one. Well, we did two. They didn't do it last year. So that's why I said this would have been our fourth. But if, they're not doing it they again. Were still doing it, which makes me sad. It is sad, but I think they were... I think they were trying to do something that people weren't really ready for or capable of. If they had made it like a horror con, then it would have been super, super successful. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is they were trying to do a Halloween expo, but not like they were, I I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was the right, right fit. I think it got great attendance, but I think people expected it to be, a convention and not an expo Mm -hmm. and there's a very big difference between the two uh so um 
I just don't think people were ready for that. Uh, okay. Um, so enough about um, not happening <laughs> ventures and conventions, and we're not going to talk about Fanex. Uh, we're going to talk about other stuff. Um, I don't. Did you guys have anything fun happen this last week? Anything noteworthy or notable or exciting? Check the bees. They're doing really well. It's always that fine line of I do. get AAA Farm Club, the Salt Lake Bees. <laughs> no, not those bees. Oh, oh, your honey bees. bees. Honey bees. Oh, okay. Honey Sorry, bees. I was Sorry. confused. Honey you, bees. Can, you can understand what the confusion. world were you confused? Honey bees. Well, I do talk about the baseball team so often. We have a baseball contingent that listens to us, I'm sure. <laughs> so I did check the bees, which, and I had to get a new bee smoker if we're getting into really exciting Why? news. The bottom of my old one, like, just disintegrated. Oh, okay, yeah. Just, I've had it for uh, however long I've been doing bees, six years, whatever. Just the heat from just being yeah, used just, over and over, just the bottom disintegrates. So I did have to get a new one. Anyway, so I did check I was like, five, you didn't build your own? Because no. you, you do a lot of that kind of stuff. If I, if I knew how to weld, maybe. but You just weld it back together. Just weld one. Uh, but they're doing really well. There's probably between three and four um, bars that I could take. But the, at the same time, they're doing really well. Like, it is amazingly uh, well, full for this And, time like, of the year. way the weather is, like, harvesting right now seems sketchy. It does. With, like, it's 80 today. It's 60 tomorrow. It's 45 overnight. Right. It's giant thunderstorms. Well, and wake me what up is at it? 3 a.m. Thursday's high is, like, 55. And yeah. So it's just like, eh. what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a wicked, like, week of, like, week. hot and cold. <laughs> It's like it's like cold, warm, cold. So so warm. tomorrow eighty one, Thursday sixty seven, Friday fifty nine, Saturday sixty five, Sunday seventy five. So Monday sixty five. Like it's like up and down. But like I'm just degrees. worried if we get too cold too fast, and I take it, and they don't have enough time to replenish some. So that that I'm that's always my conundrum this time of year. Is I pro- I could I could take three more bars, and what did we take last time? Three or four? I think we took four, four, four or five, but you didn't do a second harvest because it no, got attacked. No, I haven't done a second harvest. So I, I could, there's between three and four bars I could take. That would completely wipe them out, so I wouldn't take that many. But anyway, but I am happy to see how well they're doing this late into the season. That's really good, Nobody's honey. died. Nobody's left. Everybody's still I mean, there. other than the people, the good bees day. that are supposed to die. I mean, those, those guys die constantly. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, the ones that are the sacrificial bees. <laughs> 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 well, bees don't live very long. No. They have pretty short lifespans. Well, and pretty soon, I didn't really see very many of the big fatties, but pretty soon as the weather starts to drop, I should start seeing a bunch of the fatter ones. The big that, fat guys. That their went, only job is to live through the winter and keep, keep the, the queen, queen alive. Warm. That's it. Then they'll die in the spring. That's like their only job is to be fat. She's kind of bodyguards. Where did I their, wish that was my job. Where do their bodies go? Like, you just the have, like, a heaven? pile of dead bees. If you look at... Bo- human bodies don't heaven. go to heaven. <laughs> bodies go in the ground, usually. <laughs> like, is there, like, a pile of dead bodies at the base of the yeah. thing? Huh? They just throw them out. Uh-huh. They're like, eh, they do. it's just the, a, like, uh, the, the, the house cleaning bees, for lack of a better word. That's their job. They go through anybody that dies, out the it's, hole. It's... So, yeah, that, so... It's green burial. So, if you look outside, like, especially in the spring or, like, when the weather drops significantly... There'll be a few thousand dead bees just right outside and the And they hive. just, the, the ground, you're just, they're beetles and shit naturally decompose them for you? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, the and that's how, that's how, what was it? Two seasons ago? Did the bee genocide? When the, yeah, when the wasps attacked them, there was like a hive's worth of dead bees outside. That's why I knew there was something wrong is because there was... That was way too many. Way too many. So there's always some, but yeah, there was way too many. But yeah, they, they're they very clean. They keep the, the hive clean all the time. So in light of the great garden monster of 2019, I started digging up big chunks of my garden because uh, I did get one Armenian cucumber. 
that the dog ate half of. Oh. Um, it didn't grow very big, and she stole it, that bitch, um, <laughs> and like managed to somehow, in stealing it, rip most of that plant out of the ground, and it was a really like healthy, vibrant plant with one cucumber on it. Uh, and like has trounced through the garden enough that like, I was like, okay, I guess it's over. Like next year a fence is going up if I can't train her properly. Cause to be fair, she's been in the house for three weeks and she's a puppy and has no manners. So, uh, it's hopefully by next spring though, maybe, but I harvested a bunch of potatoes. I'm like, let's just pull all the potatoes. There were some that were big enough. They could have been russets. They were huge. Uh, so we harvested a crap ton of potatoes and like, yeah, a crap ton of potatoes was like a two square foot area, and I'm like, "This is a lot of potatoes. Like, we should just wait to dig up the rest." Yeah, they're fine till it freezes. Yeah, and so. then actually, technically, if you if they freeze, and so you wouldn't want to eat them, let them go into next year. They'll sprout up again. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm gonna dig them up, but I think I'll definitely do potatoes next year. Don't think the uh, Brussels sprouts is a good idea where I've got them because. They need shade. Yeah, yeah I found appar- that out. Apparently needing shade's a big deal. They're only a partial sun. I do want to try and build my compost box before it gets too cold, so I'm going to try and do that here in the next week or two. We're, we've been having to, like, dog-proof the yard a little bit. We poured some concrete, a uh, little, like, s- like a pseudo-concrete slab under the double gate. Oh, uh, uh, that's where they're getting out. And put gravel over there, so now when they... Well, technically, it's just Chopper getting out, because he's a dumbass. Because they dig down. They can only dig down so far, because it's pretty rocky soil there anyway. But they dig down far enough that Chopper We say they, out. but I'm pretty sure it's just Chopper. Yeah. But, so now there's concrete there. Is he jealous? Is he like Ebo when we brought Rocky home there for a while? Ebo was acting up because he was jealous. I think it's some that, and I think some of it's the storm, because he didn't really start doing it until we started oh, getting, like, the thunderstorm. Oh, until he got fucking attacked by that dog the other day. Oh, yeah. Did now we he's talk been, like, about weird. That? No. Now yeah. he's being... Did we, we did talk about it on this Now podcast? he's being weird on walks and... Poor, poor old man. Yeah, that fucking dog out of nowhere. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so we started harvesting the garden. Um, potatoes are good. Potatoes and are so good. Potatoes are easy. Uh, he made the best mashed potatoes. They're so delicious. I think I'm going to have them for dinner tonight. Uh, so that was us. Jess, did you make more cakes? Nope. Not nope. this weekend. Cake free in 2019. Uh, no. <laughs> Highly. Not, not even. <laughs> This weekend and two. This weekend, the next weekend of massive cake wedding cake and another birthday cake or and Friday the thirteenth. Oh, cake free Friday! I have 13. lots of cakes coming up, but not this last weekend. It was the Utah VW Classic, so we did the pre-party at my work, and I went and saw it too. And How then was the that? big, and then the it was good. And then the big show was at Riverton Park on Saturday, and they had a record number of cars. The last I heard was 355 cars. I saw because I, I know we had talked about it, and I was I happened to be doing some errands on Saturday. I, I see all these old classic VWs. I'm like, Jess is the is the thing at Riverton Park because I there's so many. They're really cool. It's really it's incredible. It's one of my favorite things about working for the brand is. Um, the generational loyalty and interest. Um, we were laughing at, you know, how, why do these people put so much money into these cars? But it, it really is just, it's memories and seeing all these people together and having a common interest and something to talk about. It's, I can't think of another brand that's like that. It's really cool. So, and then we had a, a, a cousin, uh, sing along to Newsies. It was incredible. <laughs> That's, that was my weekend. <laughs> you guys are fucking weird. That was awesome. <laughs> the dog wants to be on the podcast. She's trying to hop She's up on the table. And 
She wants to she wants to talk, but instead we're gonna railroad her right the fuck out of here and Jess is gonna give us some events. Well, first I have some really sad news that I, I just found out. I didn't get to go to the state fair. I didn't either. That's the sad news. That is super sad news. Um but the I don't know if you guys have frequented it over the last few years, but at the farmer's market and then they also have a store in Mill Creek, Pierre Bakery is closing. So well, they will bad. they'll finish up the market, uh, which goes till October nineteenth. Which one are um, which one they're are the they? one with the pink stripe banner. So on the like almost kitty corner from Salsa del Diablo, like across okay. the way. Are they closing, okay. closing or moving? Closing locations, for good. Or now they're calling it quits. Calling it quits. Darn it. So however you can't blame anybody in that industry how difficult it is. And we'll find out more in our interview about restaurants and how yes, challenging that is it can true. be. Yes. Who's the one that's, uh, is it Thule? No, it's the one that's on the, almost by the melons, like over towards where the Sweetwater Melons is. Um, it's not, is it Vossen's? Yeah, maybe it's Vossen's. The one with the, like the really soft breads that they always do. E- Volkers. Volkers, that's it. Yeah. I like Vossen's is one of the pastries that's over yeah. there too, though. Uh, the Volker, I like the Volkers uh, bear Their claws. Bread. And I like their bread. Because like most of the, the bread, like, Artisan bread is very um, crunchy and hard on the outside. It's just so soft. And and Vulcans is like it's super soft. Vulcan, like, not a Vulcan. Whatever. <laughs> they're, they're Star Trek people. I don't know. Um, but it's uh, it's really soft, and they do like like they have this basil Asiago bread. Their jalapeno ones oh are super God, delicious it's too. So good. So Anyways, sorry, sorry to no, I'm sorry to start no, events on the sad news, but so go patronize them. I actually bought tons of stuff from them. Patron, patronize sing- meaning buying for them our, stuff. Yes, for <laughs> our sorry, I forget the last two meanings. Um, oh, you guys are closing. closing. La, 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 la. <laughs> I'm pretty go sure do that. no one I thought did. that Jess was asking them to, no, asking that, to make fun totally of them. I'm not asking them to patronize them. I'm asking them to patronize them. I did buy tons of stuff for them for our sing-along, which all of it was delicious. So I don't know if I should buy from you because you're closing. <laughs> Can I get a discount like two for one? Please don't do that. Don't be a dick. Hey, so this weekend you should go up to Olio and tell them happy yes. birthday because yes. it is their two years in their store anniversary. I'm going to do that and spend money there, unfortunately. Perfect. Um, unfortunately. I just, I just bought some tattoo stuff from them. So I, hate, cool. I hate spending money. Um, 21st is also Preservation Utah has their Salt Lake City Cemetery Walk. Um, I would assume there are still spots. It doesn't cost, but you do have to reserve your space. Um, so just go to preservationutah.org. And then... This Sunday at Lazee's, uh, which we will get to talk to the owner, they are having a drag brunch. Tickets are $35 through Eventbrite. And their theme this month is um, anything that is... Anything but clothes. Anything but clothes. Yes. So they're making things out of... Paper plates and garbage bags. I hope so. So Farrell... drapes. He said drapes. drapes. Farrell and Wild, who's been on our show before, is actually one of the queens that does it every month. And I'm... I can't wait to see what she comes up with. Uh, next week, excuse me, um, we're still giving away tickets to the Mount West Cider Fourth West Oktoberfest, and that runs the twenty eighth. Hey, did we give any 29th. away? I didn't. Um, we have we have one that we need to give from Twitter. I'm gonna go do it all from Twitter. Yeah, not from Facebook. Not yet. from Facebook. So I have. They gave me some codes that I can get those tickets with. Okay, so. but I want to pick who it is. But we don't have Facebook. any on Facebook. <laughs> 
Fuckers. Okay, so you, <laughs> if you want one, on, just go share our episode on Facebook. That's yeah. all That's all you got to do. It's not that hard. So I figured we go super far up north, too, at the end of the month. Uh, if you're in Logan or you feel like taking a drive, uh, they're having a taco extravaganza that is being put on by Latinx Creative Society, and that's just on Center Street, and it goes from 4 to 10 p.m. So, like, they'll, either they'll have other vendors and, like, food... Latin foods, but it's a taco extravaganza. Why wouldn't you want to go? Is it on a Tuesday? No, it's the 28th. Then it's not, I was going to say, because if it was on a Tuesday. It's not Taco Tuesday. No, it's not It's not Taco Tuesday. It's a taco how you, extravaganza. How do you expect me to go if it's not on Taco Tuesday? Because <laughs> we're podcasting on Tuesdays. That's why. You know what we haven't had? We have to have taco Thursdays. We, what, th- what the fuck's a taco? It's a taco that you have on thursday <laughs> like a taco with a lisp taco. Right. no it's a taco you have on thursday <laughs> taco thursday a taco. No, oh, that's, that's a different yeah. kind of taco. Hey, by the way, Sweet Roll Taco should be open soon. They started Fuck training. Yeah! They started training people last week. So, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> it's a dessert ice cream taco place in at the, the gateway. gateway. Yep. Uh, also, I think we need to be getting Del Taco Taco Tuesday tacos before the podcast from now on. <laughs> okay. You live by Del Taco, sort of on the way, maybe. I don't know. Do you? It's not exactly on the way. I pass one on 106. Okay, so Jess is bringing Del Taco next week. <laughs> but all of you, you guys are healthy eaters. You so. see how that, I don't find it's Taco Tuesday. Look, they're not that bad for you. They're hard shell. <laughs> that is true. They're corn. Um, okay, uh, a couple more events. The 27th, 28th. Um, so Red Butte does this a few times during the year, but this is their fall and native plant sale. So you can go up to Red Butte Gardens and take their plants. No, you can buy their plants. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Um, Basically. And then you guys have an event to talk about that's on the 28th. What? We do? Yep, you sure do. What? The, Is oh, it yeah. pinups for pups? Yeah, the Rough House Gala. I'll let Bree talk about I it. I like saying gala. It's the gala. The gala gala. The gala. Oh, also, on, if you, there's probably still some tickets before we talk about that because this is sooner. On the 25th, um, that's a Wednesday. That's the, is that the cancer game? Uh, yeah, so it's the cancer game, but it's also the game. They're getting all of the 2009 championship RSL team together. Uh, and uh, they're going to retire Javi's name, or they're going to put it in the rafters. I don't. They're technically not retiring the number, but he'll have the number eleven and his name up next to Jason Christ's name. Uh, so they're going to honor Javi. Um, you'll also get to see Tony Beltran, who just announced his retirement this last Sunday before the game, in like the most fucking tear jerking, heartfelt, uh, you know, retirement letter that he spoke. Like they gave him like ten minutes to read this on air in front of everyone. Uh, and it was, was really sad. Uh, fuck you, Dominic Baji. You ruined her career two and a half years ago. Seriously, no reason. Goes in with the tackle, messes up Tony's knee. Tony still can't run. It's been two years. He hasn't played a game since. Um, but anyway, so that's the 25th. So get tickets for that. It should be a hell of a game. The the team's really close. We'll talk about RSL in a, in a little bit in a little bit more detail. Um, but I wanted to get that in because that's technically an event, right? I'm trying to contribute. It is technically an event. Um, and then on the 
I thought it was the twenty seventh. Maybe it's the twenty eighth. You're probably right, Jess. Saturday. Uh, it's Saturday. Twenty eighth. It's Saturday. Yeah. Uh, is See the, my calendar. It's also it's also the Wendover Air Show. Oh, that is that same weekend. So um, Bree and I will actually be going to this one. It's the Rough House Gala, um, and it's pinups for pups, and it's a big charity event for. Is that where you got all the liquor last year? Yeah, that's where I won <laughs> all the vodka. So it's just a big charity event that they do for the Rough House, which is a, an animal adoption organization, um, and they. Um, do a fashion show. It's really a dog walk show. It's not a fashion show at all. It's a it's a bunch of um, good looking ladies in in sexy pinup style makeup and outfits walking dogs down a runway. They do like last year they had some dude and his dog doing tricks and stuff. It's a little dinner. I can't believe it's been a year. That just blows me away. Yeah, it's and they they have really amazing dogs there. Um, really sweet dogs that have you know problems like a lot of cleft palate dogs. They do a lot of cleft palate work with the Rough House, uh, and so um, it's are just these really dogs event. up for adoption as yeah, part of the. Pretty event. much all of them are up for adoption. Occasionally, you'll get a dog like we had Chopper Walk last year because they need an extra dog to to fill things out, and our dogs are all rescue dogs. So, um, but uh, yeah. So it's a good event. It's a good cause. So what's um, the cost? Is there a cost on it? There is. I don't know what it is because we don't we don't pay to go because we help, help gotcha. do it. But there's a silent auction uh, that you participate in, uh, and there's raffle. That's where we won all our liquor, and we actually got Bree's mom's Christmas present last year from the silent auction, uh, an air fryer at the silent auction. Sweet. So they have really cool stuff. They they this is their big fundraiser for the year. So very cool. Anything else, Jess? Um, no. Should we get into some stuff? Some stories, maybe? Go to some, the air show. Go to the air show on the 28th? Yeah. Barry will be flying his T6 there. I'm going to go and ride in it. While he's flying it at the air show? Yeah. So I think we need to Are talk. you really? Are you just saying that? No, I'm really going to. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's my plan, anyways. I think we need to talk about this one. I think this one merits... No. Some time. No, it doesn't. No. No one wants to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, so, can, go ahead. Okay, so Enrique is actually the one, Enrique Lamon, who's the chief editor. Editor of City Weekly. Editor of City Weekly. He, he's the one that actually posted this, and I saw it as soon as he posted it, and I reposted it on our site. But the company that owns Harmon's... Not Kroger. Harman's. Or Kro- it's Kroger. It's so Kroger, Kroger is a national grocery store chain yeah, so that owns Smith's and Fred Meyer and a whole bunch of other shit around the country. So Kroger announced as of September 30th, so the end of this month, they're no longer going to allow free publications uh, in their stores. And this is a big deal for City Weekly because that is one of their primary sources to get their to get their paper out. So what they are asking is if you will please say something, post something, send a message, talk to them, say something to Kroger that you want to to still see City Weekly in your local grocery stores. Yeah, it's a big deal. So it's not just City Weekly that's affected by this. It's the the Catalyst, um, the Slug, Devour. Devour. There's a whole bunch of free publications that, that, that still exist. Um, that, that are still put out weekly or monthly, um, that distribute a lot of their stuff gets distributed in these grocery stores because there's just Smiths all over, there's Smiths everywhere. Um, they get dropped off there, they get picked up, and for whatever reason, Kroger has decided. Now, my, my guess is this is a, uh, like protecting yourself from political because a lot of these, 
a lot of these small free publications um, are incredibly liberal. Um, not all of them, but I think there are also a number of them that are starting to show up that are perhaps the opposite. Uh, and rather than deal with, yes, you can and no, you can't, they're just going to say no across the board. But um, this really will hurt uh, a group like City Weekly. Their distribution will will have a, a, a big negative impact. Right. So, I mean, obviously, they're not looking for answers. But even if they were to, to do a, a process where you have to apply to have it put there, that would give them the ability to say yes or no. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to go through that. No, I, I think that's the whole point. I don't think they want to be the stewards of what information gets put out. And it's easier to just, just say, say no, no across the board. Yeah, because then people will complain, well, how come mine got rejected? But the, the difference is like, okay, what's the difference between that and the Salt Lake Tribune? The Salt Lake Tribune's a legitimate news organization. So City Weekly. City Weekly's been around for a long time. Just because it's a free publication doesn't mean it's not any more legitimate. It's not some douchebag in his backyard like fucking well, it, writing. Really, in my shit. opinion, the difference with City Weekly is they're not censored. So they can yeah. tell a real story without. So, I mean, I, I don't know. So there's, there's, that's, that's a, it's disappointing but i will also say stop fucking shopping at smith's that's the other way that, that you can go about this find another place that you can go buy stuff from buy from a local grocer like Harmon's or like stan's market and or, tell them tell smith i'm not going to go to your store because you're no longer carrying this yeah say i'm i'm choosing agree to with that so spend I, my dollar elsewhere yeah because that's what talks that's what talks at the end of the day is where you choose to spend your money um so you can say yep you guys don't take my visa credit card anymore and now you don't have city weekly available for me so fuck you i'm not going to shop here anymore and i'm going to go to the Harmons downtown instead so say something if you can if you will speak out say something but Anyway, I just thought we needed to take a minute and talk about that. Yeah, and and, and now I'm going to take a minute and talk about uh, some RSL news. <laughs> um, I know it's not in here. Um, this broke today. It broke like right like, as I was leaving. Yeah, it was like it was like four ish. I think uh, this came out. So officially, um, there has been a lawsuit filed by Mike Petke uh, against the uh, organization uh, Real Salt Lake. Um, basically, it's like Utah Soccer LLC or something, um, but. I told you guys this was going to happen back when Petke got fired, uh, and now it's official. But this lawsuit, what's interesting about this lawsuit is all the evidence that's presented in this publicly available lawsuit. So you can go out and get it. It's out and available on the web if you go search for it. Um, it's, It's public information. It's a public filing, and they have some discovery evidence that's included in that filing that includes a whole bunch of text messages. Uh, um, a whole bunch of stuff between uh, Craig Weibel and um, um, what's uh, Rob Zarkos? Is that his name? Zarkos? Zarkos? I can't. Um, I only know Weibel. So Craig Weibel's the the GM, uh, and Rob is is like the the second in command. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that basically suggests that. Um, I have to make sure the dog's not chewing on my shoes. Uh, it basically suggests that they're all not real happy with Deloitte Hansen, the owner, uh, and that uh, the way he handled that situation was him trying to save face after making a jackass of himself on camera with some fans saying, wow, we should look into getting you know this guy being fired. Well, there's a contract that was written when this happened, this event with Tigress that he was supposedly fired over. There was a, uh, like a, a supplementary addendum or contract that was written that basically said, you have a job once you complete these things. Uh, and, um, 
the stipulation is you can't do this thing again. And then the team fired him. And so the team's going to owe him a lot of money. Deloy Hansen's going to owe him a lot of money. Um, but the, I think the bigger news out of that is the texts back and forth and how revealing they are. Because they're not just like, it's screenshots of these messages back and forth talking about how Deloy Hansen's an idiot and that these two guys are, are going to look to leave the team in the next year anyway. And like, it's uh, it's pretty crazy stuff. So you can go see that if you want. Um, I think there's going to be a bunch of stuff written on it overnight as people consume it. Uh, it's a big, like, 40-page complaint that was filed, um, which is pretty significant. Um, there's, like, something like 70-some-odd points, maybe 100-some-odd points. Let's see. I'll tell you how many how many points. 100 and, uh, 143. Uh, 143 points <laughs> in this case, so... Um, you know, some of them are, are legalese crap, like requesting a trial, uh, in, a in, uh, some of these instances, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, not a pretty big deal in the stuff that's come out in the evidence already. This is the part that a lot of people were saying the team really doesn't want this stuff to go public. They're going to want to settle with him outside of litigation. Clearly that hasn't happened probably because Deloy Hansen is a, is a prideful asswipe um, <laughs> and thinks he can win. And so now there's a bunch of this stuff that's public. And I, I think that um, it was a bunch of stuff that, that people didn't want to go public because you don't want the GM of an organization calling his owner basically a dumbass for, you know, paraphrasing there. I'm basically a dumbass for what he's doing um, publicly uh, available. And, and now that's out there. So should be an interesting end of the season with all this stuff out in the open now. Uh, so, um, what else do we want to talk about? There's a few articles here. You got, I, can we talk about this, the session, the special session that was called oh, yeah. yesterday? Um, that's, it's over basically. <laughs> so there was a hundred, was it 140, um, amendment block passed on the medical marijuana legislation? Uh, I think that's how many it was. Um, basically, um, it was unanimously passed, which is impressive for our legislature. Um, but uh, essentially, it gets rid of the centralized fill pharmacy um, because the state really can't run the pharmacies. Um, it uh, sets up licensing for 14 pharmacies, uh, which is still nothing. Um, you have to consider things like if I live in um, Parowan, <laughs> getting right. getting medical marijuana, I'm going to have to drive up to Provo. Or if I live in like Green River, Utah, I'm probably going to have to go to like Moab or maybe Cedar City or St. George or something like that. This, like, this still, so people, this is still not selling like full-on marijuana. This is medical marijuana, so it's typically drops, isn't it? Pill it, form? It cannot be smokable. Yeah, um, it's so, usually edible or it's in like a THC wax. Right. Um, uh, so, and like they originally, there was some of the, some of the writing in the original um, fuck over that the state did was um, like you could only get your prescription could only you could only get it for like seven days if you were in a certain distance of the pharmacy. There were no exceptions for home delivery for people that were unable to leave their house, for example. So you have a condition that's crippling that doesn't allow you to get out of the house and you can't go get your medicine because you can't leave the house and there is no delivery service available. So they've added some exceptions for a lot of that stuff. You can now get a full 30 day prescription. Um, so there's a 
there's a whole myriad of changes. It's a, it's another step in the right direction. Uh, it is not stopping Rocky Anderson's lawsuit. I don't think <laughs> anything's going to stop that from, from happening. Um, and that's an important lawsuit. I think it's important to follow that to its fruition because ultimately that's going to decide, you know, what, what limits the state legislature have on right. fucking over citizen initiated addendums because that's what this was. It was a ballot initiative. Well, and it was it was voted on by the people. It was approved by the people, and then and yeah. then the legislature stepped in and down. and created something else. And that's the concern. There is we have a mechanism in our constitution of the state of Utah to, to keep that from happening. To well, it's not to keep that from happening so much as to basically allow it to happen. force legislation when our representatives won't do it. And so we did that. We passed it. And three out of the four that we passed, and mark my word, the fourth will fucking change in this next session. I guarantee you it's going to happen. But we passed four of those propositions. Three of them were changed dramatically by the state legislature. Uh, the medical marijuana one just happens to be one of the most passionate ones uh, for folks. And so uh, as a result, that's the one getting the lawsuit right now. Um, let's see. What else is happening? Um I don't know who posted this thing in Provo about the special bond. Uh, oh, helping some oh folks yeah. Out. So, so yeah. So the old Dixon Middle School uh, in Provo could become a United Way Boys and Girls Club. So they're, they're going to take that old school, which is awesome, and convert it into something usable. So into this is a YMCA. Is that? Uh, it's, you know, it's a you know, kind of. It's not quite YMCA, but it's similar. <laughs> Um, it's a young boys club, not a young men's club. So Mambla, yeah. It, but well, it goes it's a, boys it, and girls club. It goes along. There's though, two of them. They're separated. We'll it goes it along with what they've done up here in Salt Lake a lot, where they've taken the old like motels and stuff like that, and they've turned it into low income housing. So this goes along with that sort of thing, where they're taking a building that's just sitting empty anyway. Uh, and, I really enjoy when they do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and turning it into something useful. Like Shake Shack? <laughs> Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck? did eat there. What the hell does Shake Shack have to do with this old middle school? Because they were an old school. It was an old school on on C Street that they... Oh, it's the one over by the Southtown Auto Mall, right? The one yeah. that I always thought would have been yeah. a perfect haunted house. So that yeah. that school, so they used the building? Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. they used that building. Yeah. I just they, knew they were in that space. They kept the... The whole like facade. 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 Uh-huh. It's really cool. That is inside. actually kind of cool. So I that parking lot for that building is where we test drove all the cars when we when we bought Bree CRV. Uh, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast. It was like the coolest circumstance. So it sucked. We had to get a car kind of short notice because her engine died in their other one. But we test drove almost every car in that same like small compact SUV class, the CRV and the RAV4 and the Highlander and the, what's the Hyundai like Santa Fe. Yeah, uh, so they almost all have all wheel drive and auto sensing all wheel drive. And the, when we tested them, it was like between Christmas and new years and that parking lot was on used building an empty parking lot, a lot of snow and ice no plows so it was like a sheet of ice and we were able to like go do donuts so i'm going out there with people in the car and doing donuts to test the handling of the all-wheel drive and that's how we decided the uh the honda crv was the best in terms of handling that auto switching i actually had a client at one time who was who'd propose, who was going to buy that building and turn it into some really cool office space but it didn't pan out for him but anyway well that's okay it happens it happens. Still don't know who that fire was, by the way. That house fire up in the 
uh, up on the top of Knudsen's Corner there. That one I showed you a picture oh, of. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like 25,000 square foot home that's nothing now. Oh, that big, big one? Yeah, whose house was that? I swear someone at one point told me that was like the owner of Big D. Big D construction. And it might have been. I don't know. But that's a that's a big fire. That house is gone. So this one we should definitely go over. No, let's not. It has a season. Why, do you, why don't you just go? Why don't you just say it? Just go. Say Instead it. of being run. like, we we should do this article and point at it, and our podcast listeners can't run, Jeremy, run. possibly see what you're pointing at. 14 best restaurants in Salt Lake City as of July 31st. So this is a recent... A recent I list. I swear to God, if fucking Chili's is on here, I'm going to yell and throw this thing out the window. Why are you talking so far away from your mic? Because I was yelling. <laughs> You're not yelling, though. I was doing some other stuff. Being too. that it's Salt Lake, not Utah County. I mean, we, we there are a, fewer chain restaurants in Salt Lake proper than Utah County. We have a better chance of it not being. What the fuck is chain. this? A bagel sandwich? Okay, Ruth Steiner. I know it's black and white, but it actually looks Ruth Steiner is number one. Ruth Steiner. That's not in Salt Lake. Is. Isn't it up in the canyon? That's Salt Lake. No. Yeah. It's still Salt Lake proper. It's, yeah. it's an immigration Creek. canyon. It's an immigration canyon. Oh, it's an immigration. Why was I thinking it was up one of the cottonwoods? It's immigration, though. That makes sense. But still, Roosteiner's okay. Is this in the order of, like, that's what they think is number one? Yeah. Yeah. So, Roosteiner, number one. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if I agree. Number two, Bagels and Greens. Which I've, I've never, never even heard of that. I've never been there. But obviously, they're number two. And its older sister restaurant, The Bagel Project. I'm not The Bagel of- Project is incredible. So, The Bagel Project is uh, downtown on like 5th South and actually about 7th South and 5th East. And it, it was started by some people that are from New Jersey. So, Pig in a Jelly Jar is number three. I hate that place. That yeah. thing shows up on all the lists. Yeah, and I don't... I love it, so... I don't know. I've never been there. Red Iguana is number four. I really like Red Iguana. It is fucking tiny. <laughs> I only go there because I like their mole. And they play, and they play favorite Jeremy's music. favorite song. Yeah, that's not why I go there. It does Mom's, only seat like four people. Yeah. Mom's Kitchen? Mom's Kitchen. Is that a pho place? It looks like a picture yes, of Yes, I believe it is. Let's see. Taiwanese restaurant. Oh my, I have to try that place. Yeah, that looks good. Lucky 13 is number six, not 13. But number six, I love. Um, I think food. Mom's is known for their dumplings, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's what it says in there. Um, also, Lucky Thirteen is having. I think it's this Wednesday. Yep, so while you're listening, uh, hopefully while you're listening, their tenth anniversary of of the Geek Pub Quiz. Yep. Yeah, Shannon's, oh, yeah, Shannon's Pub Quiz. You could win five hundred dollars if you go. Ask Shannon if he knows what happened to the Kearns Pirate. <laughs> He might know. He might know. Because I think there's a connection. Well, we talked about it with Shannon, and we haven't seen him since. since. So, so uh, either Shannon gave him a lift somewhere, or Shannon killed him. I'm not sure which. Or he's in Shannon's basement. Yeah. I mean, that could have happened. With a chain. So uh, he can entertain him. Then juggle. there's there's the Dodo, and I've never been impressed by the I Dodo. I have not either. I've eaten there a couple times. It's okay. It's not great. Bombay House I do love. I do, too. Um, I think there are better Indian places, though, if I'm being honest. True. Um, but I like Bombay House. Plus, there's one over here, and it's the same quality as the one in Sugar House. Or I guess it's I guess it's, it's not Sugar House. It's, it's Foothill, right? Yeah. Because it's right at the mouth of Parley's. Yeah. The laid-back poke shack. Okay. Okay. Laid-back And poke also, shack. I'm sure this one is delicious, but there's a better one in Draper called Side of Aloha. That is incredible. Well, this isn't the Draper restaurants. These are Salt Lake restaurants. 
still Salt Lake Valley. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't Salt Lake Valley. These are all in Salt Lake. But the laid back poke, I've never been to the poke shack, but I should try it because I love poke. Me too. Hey, tuna poke. Then there's a Cetabello. Cetabello is delicious. That's on like between 39th and 45th. No, it's oh. it's downtown. Oh, that's the pizza it's place. Right that's next right. door to Red Rock. I'm thinking of like Stella's, I think. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the place we walked past on the market. There's Takashi, which I continue to say that I should take Brie to, and I've never gone to. Cause I know. I'm, a, I'm so I'm a sad. Douche. <laughs> the <laughs> Copper Onion. We've been there. I like what? the Copper Onion. What? That I'm a douche? Yeah. I just have, We just haven't ever gone to Takashi, and I really want to go. Oh. Um, the Copper Onion. I really like the Copper Onion. I their their menu changes a lot, and I don't like everything on it. But the couple times I've been, I've been pretty good. My favorite thing that I've ever had there was the poutine that they had on special, like a beef short rib poutine that they made. Oh my god, it was so good! <laughs> on Friday, we always bring a, a food truck to the dealership for our for the pre party for the car show, and one of our salespeople was talking to me about food trucks, and they were like. My favorite food truck is is poutine in your mouth. And I was like, dude, they've been moved for like two years. Like, what planet have you been living on? Their sh- food was still good. I know, but it's yeah, been but gone. He, it can't be his really, favorite food really yeah, it truck. It, really it can. Maybe he doesn't really. Maybe he goes to Washington. Maybe he's like, <laughs> maybe he's like, I haven't wanted to eat another food trunk since then. So maybe. Trunk. I said trunk. Can you imagine if people like trunk. Yeah, pop their trunk I open? I got some fucking so, tamales for you. Keep you it want on the down low. I got some. That's real. I know. You ever been to Smith's? <laughs> Speaking of Smith's earlier, <laughs> uh, and then a callback to our interview that you'll hear here shortly. Uh, Lizzie's Kitchen is number, number 13. thirteen. And look, it's a picture of Moody. Aww. Serving someone food. That's his uh, homepage picture. Uh, so they stole it, fuckers. I bet they didn't even give him credit. What's Pago? <laughs> Pago. 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 <laughs> it's a fancy, like, uh, along the lines of, like, uh, HSL and those fancy restaurants. But it's like, um, farm it's like to, that place. Farm to table. It's like that place we ate at in Seattle where oh, they're yeah. like, the cow this week is Evan. Yeah. Evan was slaughtered on Sunday. We have Evan, Evan, half of Evan here this Heaven? week. No, seriously, that, that that's how the restaurant that in restaurant Maui ate out was too. In Seattle, was like we have this much of a cow that we get, we turn it into food. Uh, everything here is local. Like even their like spirits and sodas were all locally made, and we got a story with everything. It took them an hour to go over the menu. It did not. <laughs> and then we're like, can we get some French fries from Potatoes in Idaho? And they're like, nope, we don't have those. And we're like, fuck you, we're out. That was not true. None of that was true. <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion. It's not very nice. That was a dumb story, babe. Dumb story. It's rude. Shrewd. Shrewd. I don't know why we're talking about peanut dishes in Utah County, but we're going to talk about them because I like peanuts. Peanuts are good. (laughs) Peanuts are not nuts, by the way. Common, they're legumes. Common unknown thing about peanuts is their peas. This being Utah County, who knows what we're going to get. Oh, slab's fucking good. So, okay, so slab pizza's on here, um, and they say the Thai chicken pizza with peanut sauce. So let me tell you about slab pizza, because we always talk about the pie up here in Salt Lake, because the pie is kind of like University of Utah's quintessential pizza place. The slab is what BYU uses, so it's right on the campus of BYU, like right on the outskirts. The it, brick oven is to no, BYU the, what the pie is. That is the not U. true. It is true. Not if you've actually been there. 
Yeah. No. The brick oven. <laughs> so the problem is the brick oven has got this like family atmosphere vibe as well. The slab is actually a college student pizza place because the slab, you go and you order a quarter of a pie basically. So you can see then this picture, like the whole pizza, you get a quarter of it and they put whatever you want on your quarter and whatever someone else wants on their quarter and, the, and they don't overlap. Uh, and the pizza is really fucking good and it's cheap. And I like we had a pizza place that was over there by the slab that was trying to compete with the slab. They were selling like nine dollar personal pizzas. I'm like, you can't fucking do that. The guys two blocks away from you are selling basically the same size pizza as you as a slice for like three or four bucks. Uh, And it's really good. Sorry. I like the slab. So that's kind of nice. I've never seen Chomburger, though. Peanut butter chocolate milkshake. And I really love that whoever wrote this used the word sorely. <laughs> they are sorely missing out if you have not tried this peanut butter shake. It does sound good, and it's not from the purple turtle, so it's got to be okay. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I think my favorite shake place in Provo closed. Which was? The malt shop. Yeah, I don't know. It was right behind Tanda that I managed. Not uh, many places make malts anymore. There's Savory Thai with their Masamon curry. And that's really any Thai place with curry. Uh, Masamon curry has that's, peanuts in it. I was going to say. Uh, and most, a lot of Thai dishes have a lot of peanut in them. Uh, cookie Crave for peanut butter chocolate chip cookies. Don't give a shit about that place. <laughs> it's not It's not Ruby Snap, so they can fuck themselves. I feel like this person that wrote this should have gone like a broader process, like, because Thai food is, all of us has peanuts. Yeah. Like, Guru's sounds like another Thai place, honestly. With peanut pasta. There's like a Thai peanut possible. Three or four more. Bowl of Heaven, a peanut butter bowl. And actually, Bowl of Heaven is like this weird, like, acai yeah, bowl place. Yeah, but a place peanut butter bowl is a dessert. No. So this is like this is like a fucking like breakfast place that people go and they eat lunch there yeah, too. But it's still, like, it's not. It's, it's not like Indian this weird food. protein bowl with oatmeal, acai berries peanut and peanut butter, oatmeal. bananas, and honey. It sounds like what they would feed the bear at the refuge. Yeah, I, that pl- oh yeah, that that place is pretty good. I I've been there. Uh, Sabadi Thai, another Thai. Oh, the peanut sauce at Sabadi Thai. <laughs> go get their peanut sauce and someone else's anything. Um, I do like the Village Baker is on this list. I feel the Village Baker gets left out of a lot of lists because their food is awesome. It is awesome. Uh, I will also say they're not a Utah County restaurant. They started here. They did start on 90 also, South and Also, peanut butter chocolate chip cookies can suck my balls because they make the fucking special K-bars, which are peanut butter, which no. are far superior. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah, don't say no. Sorry, are, there's butterscotch too. Yeah, there are. <laughs> but the special K-bars have peanut butter they and are. they are far superior to any fucking cookie that I could possibly produce. So I like how Texas Roadhouse is on here just for Yeah, you were looking peanuts. for chilies. Just, there's your chilies right uh, there. Peanuts. Because they have a fucking barrel of peanuts that people throw on the floor. You know who else has those that's far better? Five, Five guys. guys. Um, so Penguin Brothers is local. What? And they make ginormous ice cream sandwiches. Chris loves an ice cream sandwich. Canyon Road in Provo. Oh, that's like right. <laughs> you before. know what? You could go get that's, that, and I could go get my massage. Is, that, is it right before the turn, like where you go up the canyon, like along the river, or down, like on the mountainside to? It's like, on the, the mountainside. The river it's bottom Road. Uh huh. Yep. Oh. You should go there when I go get my massage. Uh, I should just go there. Fuck that. <laughs> Lunch trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's really far for lunch. I'll okay, do it. So I put in this article. This was just released uh, Monday that uh, Solitude is going to be charging for parking 
and people are losing their minds and like, this is such a cash grab. No, it's not. And we've talked about it on the show before, how crowded the mountains get during the ski season. This is actually a great idea. They've got to pay. They have to pay for road maintenance, for parking lot maintenance, for plowing. It is absolutely ridiculous to expect that you're going to drive to a resort like that and not pay something for parking. And it's not like they're asking a shitload of money. Well, and they're doing it on a deal, like to encourage it. So vehicles carrying one or two passengers will be charged the full $20, but it's $10 if you have three passengers and five if you have four or more. If you carpool... It's cheap to park. Yeah. It's not only cheaper because there's people to split that cost, but it's also cheaper to park. It's legitimately guess cheaper what? to park. If you don't want to park up there and you're going up by yourself, take park the at bus. the bottom of the fucking mountain and take the bus up. It runs constantly and it's not like there's a hundred stops between the parking lot <laughs> and the fucking resort. There are no it's stops. One bus up the mountain. It's not one like trying to get down. downtown on a, on a no, Utah bus. No, 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 no. It's the same amount of time as driving in your car. And if you bitch about the $20, take a fucking Uber. Guess what's probably cheaper than $20? The Uber or the bus. Use the fucking buses. (laughs) (laughs) Stack, stack, stack my papers. Uh, So do we want to end on some trivia? It's sure. You got, it's um, Jeopardy this time. All right. So let's do this. Let's <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's Bree stop talking. <laughs> I'm not. Or Jeopardying. Let's uh, let's talk to our guest, and then uh, let's come back and do some trivia or some Jeopardy to finish out the show. Well, we uh, it's our pleasure to be joined by uh, Moody Sabati. Did I say it right? That's correct. Yay. <laughs> is it, like, is that close? And you're just like, it's okay, white dude. You kind of got it. Or is that like really it? Closer than most people. Why don't you so say that's it? That's good. Spaiti. Spaiti. Yeah. You got to have the accent. Right? <laughs> yeah. Spaiti. So, uh, kind of sounded mo- Italian there, that, babe. That's a very, that is, <laughs> Spaiti. Want some spaghetti? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're all part of the same region there. Yeah, that's all the, the same coast, place, the Mediterranean right? Sea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. You're, you're on the Mediterranean coast. Mm-hmm. The food's not that similar, though, between Italy It actually and- is. Uh, so we, we actually have a lot of pastas and pizza dishes oh, that, you do. That, that, that we do serve. And most food in Lebanon isn't like other Middle Eastern countries. It's more French, Italian, mm. that sort of influence. More there. European right. type and So we don't consider our food Middle Eastern, but more Mediterranean or Middle Eastern with that Mediterranean flair. So maybe closer to like Greek and yeah, I mean it's Lebanese, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the only question I really have about your food, and we'll we'll do some other stuff uh, with your food later, but falafel. Do uh-huh. you make like a falafel pasta? Is that a thing? Um, I love falafel. I don't know if that's a Lebanese. I've never thing, heard though. of falafel pasta, but I guess you could make pasta noodles out of chickpeas and fava beans, which is what but that's falafel made. Is, yeah, yeah, with with all the spices in there, I'm sure it could happen. Mm. I think you, you should get on that, babe. Yeah. I might need to try that. <laughs> I love falafel. It's one Me of my too. favorite favorite yeah. things. We um we sometimes jokingly call it feel awful. <laughs> because it's essentially dry beans which are not cooked and then deep fried. Uh-huh. So that's really hard for your body to process. It's yeah, like, but that texture but it's so is delicious. so amazing. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's like the most unhealthy vegetarian dish that you can have. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> not very healthy few, at all, but it's so good. There's very so few good. vegetarian <laughs> things that are that yeah. bad for you. <laughs> so, uh, 
Moody is uh, is the owner and proprietor of Lizzie's Kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Which is a, a local eatery, a local establishment. Well, you do a lot yeah. more than just run a restaurant, right? Yeah, I like to think of us as a community establishment. You know, we we do a lot more than just serve good good food, but hopefully have a place where people can come and they feel like they're in a safe space, and they also work in a safe space. And my my opinion is that food is political, and you cannot serve a plate of hummus without serving the history and the culture and the politics and the people that come behind that too. And so, which is why we're not afraid to have our pride flag up and all the signs that, that we do in there, because when you come to break bread or break pita, you're not just eating food, but you are, you are engaging in an act of activism. Well, how many how many flags are you into now, right? This is like your 50th one? They keep getting stolen, right? Yeah. The first one got stolen. Or destroyed. Yeah. Second one got cut with a knife. Um, third one got cut with a pair of scissors. And the last two are still hanging up. You so. know, it's sad because we talk about how progressive we are, especially in Salt Lake proper where, where Laziz is at. And that stuff's still happening. Like, a lot. I'd like to think at least the stolen one, somebody really, really needed Maybe the Maybe they just really flag. wanted it. <laughs> I, I, hope. I know that that's not probably the case, but... Yeah. Based on the camera footage we have, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> we, I can't remember who, if it was somebody that we were speaking to, um, but we decided that you need to paint to the side of the building with the flag. That would be amazing. If there's a local painter that wants to donate their, their time, we'd do it. I'm good. We've, had, we've had artists on before. I know people. Yeah. We, had, we had a couple of the artists that did some of the murals downtown. I think yeah. your daughters should do it. Julia might do it. She could do I it. I would She's love to have a big queer art like art art piece because that's what we are is we're we're a queer establishment in Salt Lake City on Harvard. Yeah, I think even the is it the the three stripes that's the queer I don't know, it's that pin that Kat Palmer wears that she was like, I've been wearing this upside down all day when we interviewed her. <laughs> I haven't heard of a queer flag, but maybe she's wearing a trans flag. It's maybe th- pink and blue and white. I can't remember now. That was so long ago. But I think, I think just like a representation of all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I now have to make sure I have my color. Yeah, I have it right. <laughs> oh, perfect. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I can't remember what pin she was wearing, but I remember she was frustrated because she didn't realize that it had been like upside down all day oh. or something. <laughs> yeah, no. You shouldn't let this move. I don't think anybody you. was judging yeah. her on it. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. guessing anybody that recognized it was just yeah. happy she was wearing it. Yeah, totally. So I want to... I want to take a step back. Um, Jeremy likes to ask, you know, how you were conceived. He hasn't I've asked, never asked that, that in a, a long story. time. <laughs> how I was conceived. Sex. Well, there was the stork that lives in the Star East. You were born in the United States, right? I was born in Houston. Yeah, my mom was here because um, her brother, two of her sisters, and her parents were in Houston. And so she had me there. Um, was she just on vacation, just visiting? I never asked. Oh, yeah. Just curious. I, uh, I'm, just, I'm just happy that I have that a U.S. <laughs> passport. Right. So. It sure makes life a lot easier, yes, doesn't it? Yes, it does, yeah. D- just yeah. Lebanon and Houston. You just yeah, kinda... well, after well, there's the... There's Lebanon, Idaho, so... You well, know, that's yeah, true, but that's and, way and Ohio. different. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the Civil War in the 70s, people fled. So I've got family in New Jersey and Houston and San Francisco and Salt Lake City and Canada... France, Germany. That makes sense. Um, sure, Saudi Arabia, sure. you know, just everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of sad that they had to 
get so spread out. Yeah. There are more Lebanese in Brazil than there are in the actual country. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's really crazy. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> we've talked to other people that left for Civil War reasons. So you were, because you went back to Lebanon, right? Like when you were little? Yeah. So when I was born, um, my mom took me back maybe when I was a week or two old. Um, and I was raised there until I was 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then you you left at 18 for similar reasons, right? Yeah. So there was a war between Israel and Lebanon at the time. And because I have a U.S. passport, I was evacuated by the U.S. embassy. And that's how I came here. See, there are even U.S. refugees. So did they yeah. evacuate you t- back to Texas where you were born? Or did you get to pick where? Um, I had... An aunt in Jersey, an aunt in Sandy, and an uncle in Houston, and I got to choose where I wanted to go. When I was 14, I had lived in Utah for a year and a half as my parents were going through a divorce. And so because I had lived here at that time, I decided oh, to come back to Utah. That was where you were more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure as a two-week-old, you don't really remember. Te- <laughs> didn't really remember Texas at, at the time. <laughs> no. So when you were here at 14, where did you go to school? I went to Alta oh, for about a, uh, a year and a half. I was a troublemaker, though. <laughs> <laughs> I changed five different schools as a kid. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my yeah. No longer a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> now you're changing the world. Yeah. Now you're a community activist. Yeah. So then back here at 18, then what? Then what was your path after that? Um, I went to Logan, Utah. Um, that's where I did my undergrad. Um, what In what? In economics and philosophy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, philosophy. And now you awesome. run a restaurant. Yeah. And then <laughs> I moved to Salt Lake. I did my master's in economics at the U. Halfway through, started to sell hummus, and that took off and grew. Um, Who was so, it that was selling chocolate out of the chocolate conspiracy? AJ. AJ. He was selling AJ chocolate out of his backpack yeah. in New York. Ba- so were you doing the same thing, selling yeah, hummus so out of your backpack <laughs> at school? I had uh, these old <laughs> Philadelphia cream cheese containers that I would save, and I would put hummus in them. <laughs> and That's amazing. We'd sell them to professors and colleagues, and, and then it just grew. College students are the, yeah. the quintessential <laughs> kings and queens of upcycling because Mm -hmm. i remember when i was going to school at the u we went to a party and we were drinking shots out of old yogurt containers oh yeah like (laughs) old like yo play yogurt containers Mm -hmm. that had just been cleaned out that's those were the cups that's gonna be hard because it has that weird lip so there's yeah well and you can only eat so much philadelphia (laughs) cream cheese so at some point we had to save what we sold and then buy actual containers Containers. and then it just like (laughs) then we had a label and then we had a logo and then it just so why were you making it at, at home, and then we started to rent a space from a gluten-free bakery because we were approved to sell at the downtown farmer's market. Uh, and so we had to have had a to place. Have had to have a commissary. Couldn't be your bathtub anymore. No. Bathtub hummus. Bathtub hummus. When you make that much, you got to put it yeah. somewhere. <laughs> it's like moonshine, but hummus. So when you started making this hummus, every time I introduce somebody to your booth, I always make... Um, your employees describe the process because mm. I just think it's so awesome and yeah. it's so unique. Did you start that way or did you develop the process over we time? We started that way, but we definitely changed the recipe over time because when you make 10 containers versus 200, mm. um, you can't just make 20 times of the 10 containers. You have to really adjust how much garlic you use, how much salt you use, how much lemon juice. You, you can't just do two ounces of garlic times 20 because that becomes a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you just have to start to adjust and play around. And if, if I were to serve the same hummus we served 
um, seven years ago, I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's improved over time. You should just do that as a joke at your booth and see what happens when you give right. samples. Yeah. I mean, watch people's faces. I'll stand and watch people's faces. <laughs> a lot of people are afraid to kind of put themselves out there because they think, oh, this product isn't the perfect form it could be. But you have to start somewhere. And then you start to make improvements along the way. And then seven yeah. years later, you have the perfect hummus. Well, thank you. I think so, too. I eat hummus every single day. It's good for yeah. you. Yeah. Hummus and, delicious. and eggs are the two things I do not go out without every single day. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> my eggs. I didn't even think about so you start that. making it, you get this space, you start uh -huh. selling at the farmer's market. Yep. So how did you transition into a restaurant? Uh, long process. We did seven markets a week initially which Whoa. was a lot we went to every market we would we could go to because we wanted to put our names out there and then we started was to sell. helping you because you can't do that on your own it was just us and then we slowly started to hire people and ask friends to help out that's so much work yeah um <laughs> then we we got into Harmons and caputo's liberty heights um a few other stores around town then we got into whole foods and that was the the big thing kind of push you over yeah. to find well because whole foods pushes you into national providence right um we only sure. sold in, in Utah, but they kind of need you to become a professional company. And so you had to have uh, standards for how things were made and how they were produced and how they were stored and transported and all of that stuff. And so that really helped us establish um, an actual professional company. Because it gives you rules, yep. guidelines. Yep. So how did you expand? You had your space that you were renting. Are you still renting that space? No. Time? So at some point, the gluten-free bakery went out of business and we took over her shop. And oh. then we had this space that we started to use for cooking classes. Um, and then I quit my job. Um, and then we started to do caterings. Oh. Yep. Yeah. And that just grew and grew and grew until one day we... Um, had an offer for um, a place that was going to be developed, and we're like, we should make, uh, we should open up a restaurant. So, how do you go from just hummus? Well, not just hummus. How do you yeah. go from hummus to, to deciding what you're going to uh, serve as a yeah. menu for an entire restaurant? Well, you know, I, I honestly don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I really don't know. And I can't tell you how because it just happened. And I've never worked in a restaurant in my life served or cooked or done any of that um it's completely new i had no idea what this would be and it's such a steep learning curve and i've upset a lot of people i've upset <laughs> a lot of customers i've burnt a lot of bridges and it's just such a tough learning environment yeah i i mean that's a uh not an uncommon story to hear people go from catering to running a restaurant. Uh -huh. And there's a big difference between catering and actually running a successful restaurant. Yeah. Because catering is preparing a whole bunch of the same food for a whole bunch of people and making it taste good enough. Yep. And then a restaurant is... And like once a week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, for a catering. Well, you know, for a client, you have a meal for mm -hmm. that client. That's it. It's at that time and it's done and you know what you're going to cook. Yeah. And to be yeah. able to switch to have logistics of... What do I need for a menu so that I am using my ingredients at the right time before they run out and I'm not buying too much or too little mm -hmm. and I can support that and what my business yeah. growth model looks like? That's a big step for people and a lot it of people is. can't make that. And when you're a new restaurant, it's hard to expect how much you're going to sell. And so there's a lot of waste. There's a lot of – I mean, we were so slow the first year. It was, it was just – 
insane how much food we had to throw away. And then you can't let somebody go because it's slow because you're hoping that it's going to get crazy. Yeah. You know? So then you're and, paying out that, that salary. Yeah. And, and so you, you really have to kind of um, operate in the red for the first few years um, to make it happen. Yeah. But, but here you are now. Yeah. What? Seven years? When did you open the oh, restaurant? No, no. Because the it'll, restaurant it'll wasn't be seven. Three right? years in yeah. November. Oh, yeah. wow. so, the, so you the, just barely started running in the black. The hummus was like not seven. Even. The hummus not was yet. like not seven not years ago. Quite, yeah. Are you getting close? Close. I mean, every month is an improvement, but they say, and they, I mean, like the, the, the business world yes. or whatever. Um, it takes three to five years for a restaurant to start becoming profitable. 60% of them uh, fail within the first year. Yep. Um, so it's a really tough industry. <laughs> and to find people to finance you as a restaurant because the failure rate is so high is really hard. When we signed a five-year lease, we had zero dollars. And we just thought, we're going to sign anyways, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> we'll make a lot of more hummus right. out of this Well, space. and <laughs> at that point, we thought we would apply to the city for a loan. But Derek had just got had just gotten elected. Oh. And so that was a conflict of interest. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so we couldn't apply for a city. And then we went to a bank, and they said, well, we don't really do new Ventures, yeah. So we're like, we have a lease for, for five years. Our rent is about 6000 a month. What do we do? <laughs> and so we went to everybody we knew and just fundraised checks here and, and everywhere until we could come up with the amount that we had to in order to, to open the place. Well, I don't think, I think it, this just comes because of the background. I work in insurance, but like there's a, like that's a hard venture to also get insurance on. And so now oh, yeah. you've got this building, you've signed a lease on and they tell you, you have to meet all of these requirements and mm -hmm. stuff. And now you've got to go find not only a bank to lend you money so that you can start your, but now you've got to figure out like your insurance and you've got to get your workers compensated. Like people don't oh, yeah. think about like, Everything. there's not just food costs, but there's like just the cost of just being a business person. Yeah. And the small things that you don't see, like our dishwashing machine <laughs> breaks every other month. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I've I'm worked in restaurants, I believe you. you. I'm pretty sure they build industrial <laughs> dishwasher machines um, so that they have to have yeah. maintenance. I mean, we, we now have a non-operational dishwashing machine, and I'm waiting on somebody to come out tonight. They still clean their dishes, My guys. daughter works. Yeah. They're still cleaning dishes. My daughter worked in a restaurant. I won't mention it because everybody's going to know what, the, what it is. Um, Leatherbees. <laughs> there you go. I'll mention it because we've talked about it on air multiple we times. Have. So the dishwasher was time, such though. that if they opened it in just the right way, it would electrocute you. Oh no! So like, and, and yeah, the about. floor is always wet. So mm -hmm. you, they like had to like stand away and like use a broomstick to like no. close. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's very dangerous. I mean, talking about insurance <laughs> that really jacks up your rates. Yeah, the dishwashers are horrible. They're really bad. They're terrible. So you're, I, I love what they do, but I hate how they operate. Right. So you're into this. You're just getting started. Your crew wanted to know how you're inspired by your family recipes. Hmm. And then after, after you answer that, I, I do want to talk about your menu a little bit. But. Okay. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a household where my mom cooked every meal, and I, I really like the exciting day 
part of my day as a kid was to come home and eat my mom's cooking. I was just always excited about that. Um, and she'd always make a spicy one and a non-spicy one because I couldn't handle my spice. Um, and <laughs> also, it sounds like when has, you go to an Indian restaurant. Right. Yeah. Has that changed for you now? Oh, yeah. Completely changed. As a kid, I wouldn't touch hummus. With a 10-foot pole. I hated hummus so much. Um, now it's like and now through it's your core. Yeah. It's, so yeah. And I, I, I just used to love the way that my mom cooked and my grandma cooked all the time. In fact, my grandpa operated two restaurants in Beirut um, wow. back in the day. One of them was based um, by a U.S. base and all the... Um, Marines would come and eat there. And so he had wow. like an American themed one, um, which is really cool. That is really I cool. wasn't old enough to remember that, but um, I've, I've heard the stories. And so I love knowing that part of my history, but the way that we do things there, it's not very authentic or traditional. And a lot of people come to us assuming that we're going to have like grandma's cooking, like this big pot of stew. It's like $2, you know, <laughs> really cheap. No, no and one makes like, stew for $2 <laughs> yeah. at a restaurant, people. No. Um, and that's not what we do. You know, Lizzie's is, is a blend of East meets West. It's this, um, it's like a fusion. Uh, well, and I, I even don't like the word f fusion, but it's, it's an expression of who I am as a person, which I'm a Lebanese queer person who lives in Salt Lake City and I want the food to reflect that. So some things are That's authentic. Not at all. Some things <laughs> are traditional. Um, some things are just a food that I enjoy to eat and um, I would like to serve that. And there are a few things that you might think, oh, well, that's not really Lebanese, but um, we eat a lot of pizza there and we eat a lot of fajitas. And, and they're everywhere on street food. And you might think, oh, well, that's Hispanic food. But I always grew up thinking that's Lebanese food. Hmm. So and so the peppers and the meat. Yeah. And so people might come in and say, oh, well, this isn't authentic. But they look at food from a certain part of the country in a very small lens. And I, I don't want to say it's uneducated because they haven't had the opportunity to learn about it, but here's an opportunity to learn about that. And so we actually write on the menu what we're trying to achieve. Well, that's a oh, lot that's like, cool. like yeah. if you think about like Indian food, for example, like in America, we have exposure realistically to such a small part. And most of the Indian food that we eat is actually it's from a particular it, region. It, well, and yeah. it's, is really Europeanized. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's the British stuff. Right. But if you go to India, one, it's a country of a billion and a half people. Like it's a huge country with coastal regions, desert mountainous, like everything under the sun. And they have different foods and yep. they have, it's not all just, you know, chicken masala which doesn't even really get served in india like <laughs> yeah well and it's surprising the amount of people that come in thinking we have like a bunch of curry sauces right and so they just don't know what to Middle expect eastern food is not curry no but they just see ethnic and they're like must be indian uh -huh. <laughs> well probably especially in utah right. wow you're, you're either black mexican or indian i guess yeah. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and so they just think, oh, must be really hot and spicy, must be Indian. Um, and Lebanese food, because we're coastal, isn't that spicy. It's just a lot of fresh foods. A lot of fish. Um, what a great a opportunity fish, to get yeah. to know you personally, though, by coming and seeing like what you're offering. That's yeah. really incredible. Yeah, I, I, I think once you know the journey behind a person or, or a place, you get to appreciate their craft a lot more. 
depth for sure. So yeah. you guys serve a lot of fish at Lazis? Um We have a halibut dish that sells Ooh. like hotcakes, and it's really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of things I'd love to serve, but most Lebanese food is best served when it's fresh fresh and it's yeah. so hard to apply that to a restaurant when because you're landlocked. yeah um and I'm so i'm going some fresh ocean it. seafood right <laughs> well and it's it's not just that but like we have a beef casserole that's amazing and we actually tried to serve that when we first opened but then you have to hot hold it for like six hours oh, and then hard. it's just not good it doesn't turn out the same no either. and so I thought, how am I supposed to have them taste this amazing food that they only want to wait maximum 10 to 15 for, but they don't want to wait a full hour for it to get cooked? I can't hot hold it for a long time because then the quality's bad. And so I thought some foods are just not meant to be served at a restaurant. If you're lucky enough, I'll cook it for you at home. I was just about to ask how we get that done. <laughs> have you cater something for us? <laughs> Like, so, can you cook yeah. dinner on a Tuesday night? <laughs> Not for us, everything please? is lasagna, which is easy to hot hold for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's hard to keep traditional, authentic food that takes time and effort fresh for a long time. And then people are complaining, like, oh, I've waited a minute for this uh-huh. dish. <laughs> I've never understood that when you go to a restaurant a and they're like, oh, I've been waiting for 10 minutes for my dinner. Go We're not McDonald's. Yeah. Go to fucking McDonald's, yeah. dude. Go have a shitty hamburger <laughs> that's sitting under a heat lamp. Uh huh. Because it doesn't even, it takes longer than it that to cook a home. Cook. Yeah. 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 Like chicken takes time to cook. If yeah. you want good chicken, you're going to have to wait for it to right. cook. Yeah, if you want chicken fast, guess what? It's been cooked for a couple hours, guys. And it's probably yeah. pink in the middle. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or it was cooked. Or it's so dry. Or it was yeah. primarily cooked six hours ago and heated up in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no. That happens a lot. Yo, nobody has time for that. That's why a lot of restaurants fail, by the way, so don't go that route. That's <laughs> not a good... <laughs> microwave route. <laughs> so, so what is on your menu? What's kind of a, what can somebody expect when they come in? Yeah. Um, we have a lot of appetizers, um, a lot of dips mm. that are fun to share. Um, we also have a signature section that includes a wrap or a salad bowl. We have our med platter, which includes hummus, a tabbouleh salad, rice with vermicelli and some pita. And then we have a Lebanese bowl, which includes a yogurt sauce, a fatouche Mm. salad, and then a lentil and rice pilaf. And with any of those, you get to choose a protein. So chicken or beef or cauliflower or falafel, or just anything that you want. Falafel. Um, so those are the main things that sell the most. Um, and then our kafta burger is really popular. Um, and that's actually a way where I try to take that meat casserole, but cook it quickly and in a different form. And I turned it, I took everything that's in a casserole, put it into a burger. Hmm. Um, and it sells really well, and it does amazingly well. Is that an item that like people that understand the cuisine and the culture will eat it and just be like, I no, know this? No, it, 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 it won't taste as familiar, but it does have hints. But it won't like you won't take a bite and think, oh, this reminds me of that dish. But it's a new way of introducing the elements of, of that dish in a different form. Which is awesome. Yeah. My mouth is watering now. Do you have desserts? (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the desserts. (laughs) We do. And we've um, taken a decision to outsource those. So um, we do everything else in-house, but we support other 
local people which for is th- that. What's the awesome. traditional Lebanese dessert, though? Um, anything from cream and rice mm. puddings mm. Um, to baklavas. Um, we have a lot of date cookies. Dessert is big in Lebanon. It's huge. But the most common form of dessert that we eat is fruit. So mm. often if you go to a traditional restaurant and you have a spread of all the meats and the dips and the salads at the end they'll just bring trays of fruit out and like fresh figs and stuff and so that would be what we would normally eat for dessert does your menu change or like seasonal or yeah it changes twice a year so once for summer fall and then no wait winter spring summer fall yeah <laughs> yeah, so the next time we'll change it will probably be around January or so. Yep. What kind of things change? Like more soups, more more of the entrees change. Yep. So the you appetizers tr- you and try the dips. falafel pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll have to team up with somebody to make the pasta for us. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. We'll okay. see what happens. Chris has a pasta maker. He can work out. I'm not afraid to screw stuff up and make my friends eat it. That's... Maybe we'll call our good friends at Caputo's and, mm. and ask them to make we us some falafel ca- pasta. We ensure Caputo's. <laughs> that would be awesome. So you're wearing your hummus sexual yes. shirt, which you can buy at uh-huh. the Salt Lake Farmer's Market. You can, or online. Who came up with that idea? When did we? That came up during or the lawsuits. When, yes, that's... Yeah, that came up during the lawsuits. Um, when we fought for our right to marry, um, we came up with that shirt as an idea to fundraise, and then it just took off. I mean, we've received selfies from Israel and Germany wow. and <laughs> France and and Belgium, like just everywhere. These shirts have gone around the globe and this is the newest iteration of that shirt. I like so. the inclusion of, of Salt Lake, Utah. Uh, yeah. 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 Bottom there, that's it. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the first thing that anytime I walk past and I'm with somebody new, they're like, that shirt is so rad. Oh, I'm good. like, I know. <laughs> we have ideas for a lot more, like a lot of shirts that push the boundaries. So I want a shirt that says just the dip. <laughs> yes. That's a good shirt. That's a good um, shirt. Yeah. So there's a lot of ideas out there. So I I want to go back to your hummus because uh-huh. that's where I mean you guys that's what you saw at the market and uh-huh. um, it kind of started everything for you. But it's not just hummus. That was the first no, thing. Yeah. So the first time I bought stuff from your 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 folks at the market, I got hummus and then like 15 other things that I took <laughs> yeah. home with me. We we have quite the selection now, and it's hummus. Baba ganoush, a garlic sauce, a beet dip, that a tahini sauce, so good. pickled cabbage. We have our own house-made floral syrup made with orange and rose blossom water. What about the uh, cheese? Um, the the lebne. Yes. Lebne is a Lebanese staple. It it's so good. like a healthier cream cheese, and that goes on everything. Yeah. One of my favorite stuff. And you make all that in-house? We make everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everything you eat at the restaurant is made from scratch, except for meat, because we're not slaughtering our own meat, and we don't Qu- grow our own Look, food. <laughs> I know, like, a year and a half ago, there was a Middle Eastern restaurant that got shut down. Because they were slaughtering oh, Because they were slaughtering goats in the, in the back, back. Par- in, like, yep. the back parking lot. Like, what are you doing, man? You can't do that here. <laughs> Good for them for trying. <laughs> <laughs> Way to push the boundaries, guys. Yeah. <laughs> not not something I'd want. That was the same time. Like, I remember when that happened because the health department, like, was on a tear. Like, they shut down that, um, 
uh, Little World China, yeah. Chinese place, uh-huh. and Curry in a Hurry over there. And like Little World, like that's the kind of place you're like, yeah, they got health code violations. <laughs> yeah. And then they got 170 something health code <laughs> violations. No, we, I'm, if, if you've ever spent time with me, I'm anal about organization and cleanliness. And you can just uh, tell by the way you dress, though. Well, like you. you're, you're neat as a pin. <laughs> but, Thank you. And so our grill, for instance, is cleaned and it looks brand new every single night. That is something I've never seen in a restaurant. It's, I mean, we scrub that guy with a grill brick until it looks shiny and new because no one wants to eat old grease. Like that's disgusting. It's smelly. Unless you go to the cotton bottom. I don't know. I don't know what that is. (laughs) That is a a dirty old dive in in cottonwood that serves garlic burgers. And like, I thought it wasn't even their. I don't think it is actually. Even their, (laughs) like, even their regular burgers had a hint of garlic because they just like. (laughs) There's just so much on there. Yeah, their flat top had so much, so many garlic burgers over the years. It was just garlic. No, it's, it's insane. We change the oil out every three days. Or if it, if we've had like a crazy night it's changed that night too i mean it, it's just it's so important to serve clean food it really is you yeah. can really taste dirty you can grease, taste the difference yeah. between clean falafels and four and dirty falafels. falafels and you can taste the grease and fried food if the fryer isn't clean yes yeah. yes so i much. mean you can really taste that and you start to taste other things on them mm-hmm. and things like cauliflower which is a popular item that we have will will like spread its taste to other things and so they have to be cleaned out regularly. I'm glad to hear you say I look, I've worked in the restaurant industry for the last well, not the last year, but like six years prior to that. Uh, and I got to see the nasty backside of restaurants. Oh, Thirteen and I'm telling years you, for me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> not not working in a restaurant, just selling point of sale to them for years and I saw the nastiest shit. And there would be <laughs> days when he would be like, Oh, I have to go into a restaurant. I'm wearing jeans and a t shirt because there's no way I'm wearing nice clothes there. Yeah. Like, I mean, you shouldn't wear nice clothes anyways because there's oil, like, yeah. f- you know, everywhere. But as a point of sale person, like, yeah. you shouldn't have to, but... But, like, when you, you go do. in the back and yeah. there's, there's like, like grease that you can just, like, <laughs> before yes. they open in the morning, like... No. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not just cleaning the oil and the fryers. It's actually deep cleaning the fryer itself before putting in new oil because right. there's a lot of shit that like just Yeah, just adheres down up at the bottom yeah. and stuff. You can't just drain the oil and be like, it's good. All that shit in the bottom's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing I'm very like particular about. Well and that's like when you watch those the like when Gordon Ramsay used to do like the restaurant uh, stuff uh, in Hell's Kitchen thing or whatever. not Hell's Kitchen, but he did a show here. He did in the UK for a long time, and then he brought it here, um, mm. like Kitchen Nightmares or something. And like anytime they come in and l- go to these restaurants and they're failing, their kitchens are disgusting. Yeah. And the first thing they do is like you got to clean everything. Yeah, you that's clean clean. one show I'd never want to be. On. <laughs> <laughs> no matter the publicity, I'd never want to be on that show. I w- I wouldn't go to most of those places yeah. after they were on that show <laughs> no. because they're not going to change like no. you are who you are like yeah. you've been in a failing restaurant for 20 years you're not going to make you, it better you can't change a grown person yeah it's, it's just really impossible hard. at some point you're like you are who you are you, <laughs> you, you need to embrace that <laughs> so do you have a staff of elves who work 24 hours to make all this stuff how are you how are you able to produce it all we elves jeremy there go those are the north pole yeah. <laughs> it's the we we have an amazing crew that works hard and busts ass honestly um it's it's i'm i'm very fortunate and it's a tough industry to have a good crew you know and and i'm not saying that we are immune to the turn 
turn over because it happens. Um, but if you treat people right, they'll they'll stick next to you, especially in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like if since you are um, helping give people a, a hand up, that they're probably a little bit more loyal than just you know your random person that walks in for a job. Yeah, and it's it's not just a hand up; it's actually caring about them and yeah. talking to them and understanding why they're here and what brought them here. And um, you know, every person has. Um, difficulties in their lives and you can't just assume that everyone is going to come and like an emotionless robot do their job you know so everybody has a hard day and so it's important to really empathize with that and understand them and make sure that they have the right structure to work in a healthy place that's not to say we haven't had a lot of problems and god I can I mean we could just talk about all the issues that that happens. So I'm, I'm not an angel by any stretch, but I try my best to at least do whatever I can. Yeah. You've been open for three years. I can't imagine that you've had no problems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can try your best, but some people are just not going to like you and you just have to accept that, you know, that, that does not define who you are. For sure. We need to talk about drag brunch. Drag oh, brunch. Drag brunch. I was yes. gonna ask. I was gonna yeah. ask what what Lebanese people eat for brunch because brunch to me is like yeah. entirely like a eggs like and a, hummus, like a British <laughs> and American thing. Yeah. And no one else does brunch. Um, so we eat a lot of meat, lots of, a lot of raw meat too, like some <laughs> some things that we don't serve is raw cow's liver. <laughs> you need but to get on that. When you go there, it's actually really tasty and it's cleaned really well. And you eat it raw with cilantro and pita and salt. And that's like such a perfect breakfast food with your eggs. And it's so good. It's weird. Like the texture is is odd. It's a liver. It's yeah. Liver. <laughs> um, it's not my there, favorite. There are things that I don't like to eat. Like my mom loves sheep's brain and I can't stand it. It just looks disgusting and it's weird. And the texture, I'm like, not for me. But we eat a lot of meat, a lot of eggs. Um, we actually eat a lot of salads in the morning as well, which is not something I see here. Yeah, that's not very American. Breakfast here is just sweet. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have anything sweet on the menu for a while. And we're like, brunch is so slow. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and we added pancakes. And like suddenly people are coming out of the woodworks, right? You're like, so, it's pancakes. Because so, like, <laughs> yeah. huh. I don't prefer a sweet breakfast. And I don't no. think you do either. I like eggs and potatoes and a salad and a mimosa or 10, you know, just I mean, I whatever do. makes the day go by. Mimosa. <laughs> I do like something a little sweet. Like we'll go to Market Street and they have like cinnamon rolls and I'll have a cinnamon roll and yeah. then I'll have like. Benedict. Like but, a giant seafood omelet or something. most oh. often you don't even have that sweet part. You only have, like you'll have, a, a, what's the cheese? <sighs> Crap. You I know. Don't, I don't know what you're talking you about. You have no idea. The open face sandwich <laughs> you have at the market. Uh, oh, oh! You mean when I go to the farmers market? Yes. I was talking about market. I know, but what I'm, but I'm talking about like oh, when I have yeah. a reclut. Yes, have, yeah, yeah. yeah like you those have are so good though, at like ten amazing. in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I I won't say no to cheese or bread no. right. <laughs> if it's given to me at any time of day. So, did you do brunch first and then add the drag show, or did they go hand in hand? We've always had brunch, but the drag show started last March. I um, can't believe I've already missed that many. 
They're so amazing. Every month has a theme. This Sunday's theme is anything but clothes. <laughs> so the queens have to create an outfit from anything they can except for Actual made clothes. clothes. So oh, it yeah. could be curtains. It could be... So it could still be fabric. It just bag. can't be... Yeah. Does your drag brunch sell out every time? Um, sometimes, yes. Not every single time, but we're, we are going to get there. Um, and we're a bit more pricier, so it's 35 for a ticket, but we're one of the only places that pays queens a fair wage. I mean, most people, especially within the gay community, will think, oh, well, you're a drag queen, you do this for fun, so it's free entertainment for for me, but it costs a lot to buy your shoes and the wigs and the outfits and the makeup and a lot of personal time to prepare for your performance. And so just like people will ask, a photographer for a free shoot because of exposure. I mean, that's their line of work. My cake. Can drag you make queens, that cake for $25? Yeah. Drag queens also do what they do as not just a passion, but it's their career. And so they need to be paid a fair They're wage artists. too. Yeah. yeah. And so we pay them well. And then we, um, with, the, with that ticket, you also get uh, free food and one free drink. So I, um, yeah. I imagine with this, um, environment that you've set up for them that you're also getting um, a better clientele that probably respects the queens a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. And, and, and the queens are happier too. And, and they bring such an, such a creative outlet too. Do you do the same queens every month or do you bring new ones in yeah, each time? Three to four queens that come in regularly. And then we invite new queens every time. And I want this to be a space to not just explore drag queens, but queer performers in, ge- in general. So you could be gender fuck drag, which means you might be a mix of genders. You could have a beard and and still have a hairy chest, but long hair with eyeliner on, you know, and that's your your performance. Your Marlo self. is yeah, killing exactly. it in that. Yeah. Um, we, we also have had drag kings because drag kings are often overlooked but they are also performing artists. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is a queer space to explore all kinds of queer performers in the community, not just beautiful queens, which everybody loves a beautiful queen because God knows that takes forever to do. (laughs) You know, I mean, that is a talent. I wouldn't want to do it. But I also want to allow other people that don't know how to get there or don't want to be that to explore themselves in a different way. That's incredible. Having a safe place to do that is is really important. My kids know several students that 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 they've been with that that still struggle with all of that, and and we have this, such a high suicide rate in the state mm-hmm. because of you know the predominant culture looking down on it, and so to give anybody a space to just be who they are, no matter what it is. Yeah, it's it's, drag, not you know, is is a great is a great thing, and I wish that there were more places for that because, you know, I'm I'm totally straight. I I don't know that I have any close, you know, gay friends or anything like that. But like I said, my kids do, and my daughter went to school with a a transgendered boy, and the it was a Catholic school, and at the end of the year, they put his name up. And I was flabbergasted because I did not expect the school 
to do that. Yeah, at a Catholic and, school. Yes, a, a, a and religious school. I was, I was, I was proud of it. And I, 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 I tell that story because if a Catholic school can do that and recognize that, why can't everybody? Like, yeah, that, that's, I agree. It's so easy to just say, "Oh, okay, here's this name, and now you're him instead of her." And yeah, it's it should be. I mean, once you realize self-love, you can love other people unconditionally. It it, it all is based in fear. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I want Jess wants to ask a question that Kat has asked specifically, but I, before we do that, because I want to come back to Salt Lake, I want to I want to ask about Lebanon. Have you been able to go back at all since you since you've been back in the states? Yes, I've gone back th- three times. Because it's still not like a really stable place to be, especially with all the crap been. going on with yeah. Syria. It's um, it's not politically stable, but it's completely safe to travel to as as a tourist and enjoy. Oh. Well, and you're yeah. not a typical tourist, right? Like you're no. You we also have family there still, I yeah, assume. Yeah. 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 So I might be going back in April. But well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Awesome. I was, I'm always curious because a, a place like like Lebanon is really not a super stable country. Just because of what's around it, you know, mm-hmm. between the most ravaged country in recent times right. and and Israel, which is right. always on alert. Yeah, and those are the only two neighbors we have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're literally <laughs> sandwiched. I mean, you've got like you could take a boat to Cyprus, right? That's the yeah. closest you won country the out. Left. Yeah, that's what we need to know. How yeah. many gorillas are are hanging out in the neighborhood, like yeah. Hezbollah? Yeah, it's. So, uh, I was just curious if yeah. you'd been able to go back because I know it is kind of a. Yeah, no, it's 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 completely safe to travel back to. It's just not stable politically, economically, and, and politically. Yeah. So that's sorry, Jess, you can ask Kat's questions now because now we can come back to you. Don't have to be sorry. It's okay. That's a very important question. <laughs> it's part of his background. That's why he's here. Okay, so Kat Palmer had a couple questions for you. Should I be scared? Um, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to ask know. her last one. You are. Yeah, I'll ask okay. the last one. Um, she wanted to know. We already asked um, why you chose Utah, but she wanted to know what three things that you would change about Salt Lake City. Oh, three things. Oh, the liquor just three laws. things. <laughs> the liquor laws will be one. Uh-huh. I'm currently battling with the Do you DABC. have a license? Or? We have a beer and wine. We're about to apply for a full restaurant license because the backspace where we host the drag shows, we're going to turn into a lounge bar. Oh. Um, we have everything set. We just need 150000 Dollars. So any of you Just. listening, if well, you have a hundred thousand dollars laying around, we can have a lounge in like three months. <laughs> Which I want to be like a queer space lounge, and I want it to be an adult lounge where you come in and have a cocktail and a small bite and hang out with a friend. Not very loud, not very obnoxious, just like an adult mm. lounge. I love that your restaurant focuses on appetizers and small bites. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I could just eat like, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. I don't need an actual meal. I can just. No. Exactly. And it's fun to share with friends. I think it makes your environment. Like yeah. I want to bring a whole bunch of people and share all this stuff. Yeah. That's fun. So that's one. What are the other two? Liquor laws. Um, I wish we had. Better public transit and smaller roads. Every time I travel anywhere else, I never use a car. I'm always on a bus or a bike. Um, and I wish I could have that. I mean, I do, but it's so much harder when you have to like drive or walk an entire block and it gets boring because they're so huge and they're so big and there's nothing to see or do along that block. And I know we're, we're an up and coming city, but I hope that we can enact 
laws that break up the blocks, make the streets a lot smaller, add more complete neighborhoods and more mass transit. Because I think that is what will really help us thrive. Because you're like, hey, I'm I'm down at the gateway. Oh, that's that's like uh, that's that's like uh, you know what, first south. Yeah, just head on down to seventh south. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's actually not Night a south. long walk. No, but it's like a it's like a mile. Yeah, but a, a mile isn't long in New York because no. you see a lot of right. stuff along but the it, way. It's like nothing. Yeah, you just see like a handful. But you could like power walk it here because there's nothing to see. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like. I like to walk slow and take my time. Yeah. Just hop on a scooter, kids. Yeah. Uh, That's so true about New York. Even though it's all laid out the same as Salt Lake is, all in blocks, like yeah. you can go from Christopher Street to 68th and not even realize like long that you, you just yeah. Did it. yeah yeah, yeah I do all so the time. Much to do. Yeah. So liquor laws, mass transit, um, things to change about Salt Lake City. I don't know. You're gonna have to help me with that one. I'm pretty happy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think both of those are good. Those we talk. Are good. We complain about the mass transit all the time, especially living this far out. Like my daughter's, well, my oldest daughter anyway, had to take the bus, and I mean it's 45 minutes from Draper to here. Yeah. Because like there's no buses and they're standing. They take and, forever. Yeah. You know, and it's and uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't really have a third option to. Dad, I think those two would really make Salt Lake an amazing place. Not that it is not, but just kind of like take it to the it next help. level. Cat yeah. also wants to know why you're so sexy. I think it's because he's neat as a That was actually the first question that she asked. <laughs> That's the last why question on this list. So sexy. I, um, I like to see a nice man. Like, I'm impressed by I, it. I think it's because he has hummus running through his veins. <laughs> I, do. I, I, I was going to say, ate a lot of hummus. He's really 93. You um, just know yeah. it. Because the hummus. I mean, I, I think it's because she finds me sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah there you go. Uh, okay, um, we have one more question for you. Okay, and then we'll we'll let you go. Um, you live in Utah by choice. Um, mm-hmm. You've planted roots here. You you came here. What's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state that they had to do before they left? One thing to do before they left. Well, obviously, eat at Lizzie's. It's an immersive experience. <laughs> Um, do you feed me like grapes with the skin peeled off? And <laughs> sure. Like, Only at drag brunch. You pay me enough and I'll do anything you want me to do. <laughs> $150,000. I'll feed you You'll all the grapes you want. Grapes. She'll get like a whole bunch <laughs> of grapes. I'll, I'll feed them to you me, naked. You remind me of my friend Steve, your facial expressions and stuff and the way you turn your head and I keep like... Because he doesn't look yeah. a thing like you. It's yeah, just your, like, your facial expressions. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm honored. I hope I get to meet Steve. <laughs> Okay. Um, I uh, I would say go on a hike. Honestly, um, uh, just taking a hike up a trail, and they're so close, and being able to see the entire valley and the Great Salt Lake and and the city is just such a breathtaking view. And especially if you go to a peak and you see all the mountain tops, um, I, I always find like a peaceful space there, and I, I love being there. I haven't been able to hike this summer because i got knee surgery which oh no it's fucking terrible yeah but hopefully next year yeah well moody how do people get a hold of you uh and and where's your restaurant how do they yeah get you we're on for 912 south jefferson street which is about 140 west um lizzie's kitchen.com our instagram is at lizzie's slc um my personal 
email. Is, I mean, my, my personal Instagram is just my name with a dot between my, my first name and my last name. Um, yeah. What are your hours? We are open 11 to 3, 5 to 10 um, during the restaurant. weekday. And then 9 to 3, 5 to 10 on the weekends, and we're closed on Mondays. We need one day off. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's not really a day off for me, but, you We know. need to go there for our date night. Yeah, you should come. Okay. You but can you reserve falafel. online. We do have falafel. We have, we have a falafel burger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love falafel. And yeah. you love burgers, so, hey. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, thanks yeah. so much for joining us. We Thank you for it. having me. It's that time again. Thanks again to uh, uh, our friend uh, Moody. Uh, uh, I hope we get Sabedi. to have him back. I feel that Sabedi. conversation was Sabedi. I can't. Spady. 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 Moody Spady. You gotta say it with an Italian sound. Moody Spady. Spady. It's a Spady. There you go. It's a Spady. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a little rushed because he had to get back to the restaurant because he's busting tables. That's okay. Um, he's got a business to run, so we totally thank him for, for showing up for us tonight. Um, but uh, Jeremy has found a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. Jeopardy. Uh, it's Utah trivia in a Jeopardy form. So, so you have to ask the question. It, it's you have to ask the in question. A question form. The so your answer is in the form is of a question, question format. The answer is in the form of a of question. That is right. Oh, wait, I have to get something to write the score down on. Okay. I was responding to a. I text. just want you to know the old English lady beat us all in our last trivia, and uh, also. Uh, the her, old English lady. Yeah, Jenny from Did work. she like answer the trivia questions before we did? Yeah, she was like yelling at the podcast. <laughs> uh, and, and then she cooks a lot, though, right? Uh, yeah, and then her and then her uh, Google Home device told her what the sizes of X were. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying. Uh, also, a lot of pe- high people that I work with. Um, I know you all listen to this now because apparently a lot of you do. <laughs> but uh, none of the uh, people that I work with. Let's let's have our glorious host, uh, okay. Jeremy Farmer, Jeremy, uh, the architectural <laughs> slam poet, <laughs> the one and only. Okay, remember this really is Jeopardy. Quick and lively Jeopardy theme. Okay, are we ready? <laughs> that must mean yes. Okay, <laughs> all right. So these are all Utah related. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Okay, in August, in Salt Lake City, there's a festival for this Mediterranean dance. Odon Festival. What is the Odon Festival? What is, and it's a little simpler than that. What is the Greek festival? What is the belly dancing festival? Oh, so it's neither of those things. Yeah. In in Uh, August. And the Greek festival is in August, but I don't think it's a September. It's always the beginning of September. It's the same weekend. It was the same weekend weekend as Fanex. Yeah. There's a belly dancing. Liberty weekend. Ish. Festival. Who knew? Okay. Lots of people. Obviously. All right. This Mormon left his name on a Utah canyon, which he describes as a hell of a place to lose a cow. (laughs) What is Bryce Canyon? (laughs) I'm going to have to give it to him because that's darn close. It's his name. Who is Ebenezer Bryce? Oh, who is Ebenezer Bryce? But it's Bryce Canyon. So we'll give you that one. I don't know. Was, I would have never guessed Ebenezer. Ebenezer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was okay to give. I me. think you could just say well, who Bryce is Bryce, Bryce you said and Bryce then because Jeopardy, they would have given it to you. Okay, so to demonstrate the acoustics in this Salt Lake City building, tour guides will drop a pin. A Bravanel Hall. What is a Bravanel Hall? No. <clears throat> what is the Capitol Theater? No. 
Can you repeat the question, please? Yes. <laughs> to demonstrate the acoustics in this Salt Lake City building, tour guides will drop a pin. Uh, the tabernacle. What is the tabernacle? That is correct. Tabernacle. Yeah, so it's true. If you go on a tour there, it's mm-hmm. because it's it's round and the whole thing, it is that acoustically sound that they can drop it's a pin. It's the bottom of a boat. At the podium, and you can hear it. It's an upside-down boat. It is. I think I told the story because the architect that they... Mm-hmm. They, you did, uh, yeah. Boat architect. It's like I don't know how. To, it's know a how different to, episode. Go listen to it if you haven't heard it, and tell us which and one. And then it is. share it. Okay, <laughs> in the eighteen seventies, silver brought silver brought folks to, in droves to the city. Now it's the silver screen that draws them. What is Park City? January. Yes. What is Park City? Fuck you. You didn't <laughs> ring in. You won last time. You didn't ring in for that. You don't have to ring in. Nobody rings in it's here. A silver screen. Sundance, hello. I know, I, I know why. And I immediately thought Park City when he said silver, but I didn't want to answer so fast. Uh, and you were like, you should have just answered. What is Park City? It's not her fault that you didn't answer. Whatever. Let's just keep going. Okay. I want to beat you anyway. Each May 10th, a reenactment of the driving of the Golden Spike takes place at a summit near this point. What is promenor- promenor- promenatory point? Pro- Jesus. No, I think you have to promenatory actually be able point. to say promenatory point. <laughs> No, fuck you. I think Jess gets it because no. she actually can say the word promontory. No, Chris gets fuck it. That. All right. It's promontory, yeah. babe. Promontory. Okay. Glen Canyon Dam. Fuck com- yeah. <laughs> com- Whoa. <she's- laughs> you just made Jess spit her drink I, I got out. a coffee shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like through your, out your nose now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how I'm gonna win. I'm gonna make Jess like spray drink all over the place, and now she has to go clean up. All o- it's like all over my notes. It's like everywhere. I don't see it anywhere in between you and your notes, though. But it's look, like, like I don't see anything anywhere else. All because I pressed I, a button. Because <laughs> I intercepted it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I would remember that one. I don't know why that one was so good for her. What? What? I think it was probably the timing. Sorry about that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you. You guys really need to see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. That, that's the junk pants. That's fine. Okay. It smells really good in here now. It's got that nice coffee smell. All right. It's the only part of coffee I like. We'll try this again. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Glen Canyon Dam, completed in 1964, created this 186-mile-long lake on the Colorado River. Which which dam? Glen. Glen Dam. A lake? I have no idea. On the Colorado River? Created a 186-mile-long lake on the Colorado River. Oh. Fucking lake would that be? I have no idea. Um, I don't know any lakes. I only know two: Utah Lake, and Salt Lake. Salt lake. <laughs> what? Oh, I know Provo is Lake it, too. It's, it's not Lake Powell. What is Lake Powell? What is Lake Powell? Yeah. I was say because that's totally just gave that to no, you. No, no, because I was thinking, what's the lake that the Hoover Dam's on? That's the one in it's in, it's in Nevada, Nevada, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I was thinking, no, Lake Mead. Lake, yeah, Lake Mead. That's yeah, it. That's the because I was th- for some reason I was like, no, it's not Lake Mead, but it's got to be a little bit further upstream than that. Yeah, Lake Powell. All right, the first Europeans to visit this area were explorers from this country. What is France? Spain. What is Spain? Correct. Bree got one. What is Spain? Who are they for extra points? It was the Catholic 
priest monks or whatever. All right. The priest monks of Catholicism. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what designation they were, so I don't know if they were priests or monks. Okay, record speeds of more than 600 miles. Salt Bonneville salt lots. Yeah. She gets it because she said she phrased it in the... And she said Bonneville. And she said Bonneville. Okay. Remember, there's other salt flats. This is supposed to be in question format. I'm just reminding everybody. When it applied for statehood in 1849, some wanted to call it Deseret, which means this. Bullshit. What is plentiful? <laughs> what so is... What the is, word Deseret. What is dry and arid? What is dumb as fuck? What is... I spelled dessert wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what is I don't know how to what spell? What is the Mormons don't know how to spell dessert? What is the basis for all of our bad pronunciation and shitty name spelling the rest of our, our entire existence in Utah? What is honeybees? What? <laughs> I was way off there. Wow. Fail. Well, that does, you know what? Deseret, though. Did you know to that? Be fair, to be fair. You I can't did, shake your head on a podcast, Jeremy. I didn't Jeremy. know that, that the word Deseret meant honeybees, but I know that they wanted the honeybee to be the state symbol. Oh, uh, it kind of is. It's in the flag and stuff. It's a be- beehive. That's beehive why it's in our, on our logo. The uh, Why is that, by the way? Beehives? Yeah. Why is the way a bee- beehive works... All so it has one. not. It's all. It has to do with how it works, not to do with the fact that Utah's a desert that doesn't really. No, it has to do with the way a beehive works. Oh, okay. as one. It's 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 industry. It's industrial. It works as one unit. Okay, I I, I can see that. That's the point. Okay, I, I think we talked about that actually. Now. We have. I don't remember that. We've, we did a whole state. Yeah. Thing. Well, we talked about it. I have a bad. Memory. Last one. It's a daily double. I get it. Okay, mm-hmm. so this I bet, is the last one. How, how many points is do I have? Is this what you decided? Yeah. You and Jess are tied. Tied. Okay, so I bet one point. You can't, you're not betting it's anything. A daily I don't want to have to minus and, and <laughs> shit. Okay, last question of the day, and then we'll save the rest for later. <clears throat> so is this final Jeopardy? What's the topic? Utah? Still the same topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone write your wager down. What's the scores? No, okay, do it. Five points. <sighs> Okay, this river linking the Great Salt Lake and Utah Lake. What is the Jordan River? Yep. What is this time of year? The fog is super rad on So to finish that river. question. What is the most disgusting river in the state of Utah? So to finish the question, though, uh, it links the Great Salt Lake and Utah Lake and is named for the river linking the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. That's the where it Jordan goes. River. So, so far, it's you. Our Jordan River is disgusting. And Holly. Jordan River is not what all is, of it though. What is where They're you can find a where you can find a dead body most years? Kmart. <laughs> what is Kmart? Fact. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Hopefully, you uh, liked what you heard, and even if you didn't, go ahead and hit that share. But button. But share it anyways um, because you want to win tickets to Fourth West right. Oktoberfest yeah. at Mount Westsiders Garden. All you have to do is 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 share the post on Facebook. It's not or hard. I think I'm the only one that did it, unfortunately. Or Instagram. I really don't know because I didn't go look. Um, no, I want to. I want to encourage people on Facebook to do it. Um, you can. You can retweet on on Twitter. Um, if we get no Facebook people to do it, then we'll pull all of our winners from Twitter. But I would really like to pull a winner from Facebook. So. Uh, go ahead and, and share. Coming up next weekend. Uh, it's a super fun event. It's not. It's family friendly. It's not just for. It's not just for booziness. It's not just for you alcoholics. It's yeah. not. It's not just boozy. It's just super fun. It's not all boozy. It's, it's fun. I played ginormous. Yeah, Jenga. you played giant Jenga with like two by fours and it shit. It was amazing. You're like building the fucking wall after you pulled the Jenga piece out. It was weird. I was, I was like, no one can have this side of like, me. I can't reach the top of it. 
Can someone get me a stool? <laughs> um, so share it. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at the New Utah Podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at TNU Podcast. And our website is thenewutah.com. It's really fucking difficult to find. Um, thenewutah.com. Lots of fun stuff uh, in the state of Utah to do that you'll find there. Uh, we'll talk about different hikes. Uh, we'll talk about things like Gilgal Gardens, which is fucking cool as hell. Uh, we'll talk about the Mormon Temple and um, Zion National Park and drag queens. Um, just go take a look. Um, that's it. I think we're done. We're done. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> <laughs>